now you're going to be fined from the NFR. <laughs> Welcome, anyway. everybody. Hello, Cowboy Christmas. Cinch Booth, yes, round yeah, of applause round for of, me and Rump. Yeah. Thank you. We're, we're so glad we to be here. We need all the moral support oh, we can been, get. It's been so good to be here where we have people. And uh, yep. yesterday uh, was one of the best podcasts we've done in a while. And hopefully today will be better, but yesterday we had... No offense to the other seven people JJ Hampton we've had was, on this week. J.J. Hampton was phenomenal. Yep. She, she truly... I learned a lot about life, the real estate business, and, of course... Breakaway roping. Okay, so yesterday was awesome. We're so glad to be back here at the beautiful Cinch booth, and thank you to uh, Cinch Jeans and Shirts for allowing us to be here with people and awesome guests. And so I'm very happy that we're sitting here. We've got our Pendleton whiskey bottle uh, that's somebody um, found because it was a lot fuller <laughs> yesterday. So, so we're going to do this next year. We're going to start, it's going to say day 10, day 9, day 8. We're going to keep track. Yes, for but see, sure. I can't drink until after the performance, so that really, that bottle's lasted longer than it should have, so. For sure. Anyway, but let's get right into it. We've yep. got a great show today. Um, it's Oklahoma Day um, yeah. on Rump Chat, so that means we will be accepting no checks oh. from people. Oh, hey burn. Burn. So, but let's, uh, let's bring out our first guest there, Rump. Which one do you want to do first? Oh, I didn't tell you. The uh, not only the shortest guy on the steer wrestling okay. lineup, but he's also the shortest guy on the show today. Yeah, and he is not only a comes from a great family of steer wrestlers. He is also the steer wrestler who is on my wife's fantasy team, who has been doing phenomenal. Oh, and he's your wife's fantasy, all right. Shut up, <laughs> okay. But he's an awesome dude. Carried on the Duval name from Shakota, Oklahoma. I'm Welcome. Hello. The Riley Duval. Totally yeah, go around. There's a cord here. Yeah. Oh, and while he's coming around, don't forget, we have Rump Chat merch over here for sale. Go see Jesse. T-shirts, patches. You buy a T-shirt, you get a free Pendleton hat today. That's right. All right. Yeah, model that up, Jesse. Welcome, Mr. Duval. Riley, it's so good to have you on because not, not only are, is because you're an awesome uh NFR Cowboy, but you are a Rump Chat listener, and we appreciate that. Day one, Rump Chat listener. You have been. <laughs> you, you, you've been there, and uh, the best thing about it is I know when Riley listens because he will text or Facebook message you and let you know what you said wrong, okay? <laughs> and we got to have Riley on just for a little bit at Slack Chat at Estes Park. Park, but we didn't really get to have Riley fully committed because he was hazing and, uh, and we were busy. Drinking mimosas. So <laughs> no. we're so gl glad to have you on. And uh, let's just start off with this. You almost didn't make it here this year. Tell, tell us about the end of the season. Yeah, I think I was only in the top 15 for the last two days of the season. Like I was chasing wow. all year. And uh, I did really good at Salinas. I, I won it and that I had to win it. That was the only way I was going to make the finals. Did you think about that, like the pressure? <laughs> you back in like, hey, I know you're at one of the biggest rodeos ever, but guess what? If you suck today, you're done for the year. Yeah, you know, after the eight-man deal, I figured it up. I'm like, wow, if I win second, I still don't make it. So, I mean, it was pressured up, but it I don't know. It worked out, and <laughs> I'm trying to take advantage of it out here. How drunk did you get after that short round? 
Uh, me and Edler actually went to a hotel and were probably asleep by like 8 o'clock. I hadn't slept for two, four days. Two wild dogs alone in so California. Right. Eddie was depressed and I was happy. So it was, was, hey, yeah. Well, I, I can imagine, well, I can't imagine because I never made the finals. Uh, but I can imagine for you guys, after working your tails off, the end of the year, you know, if you do, uh, if you're on the bubble, you have to go to Albuquerque and... Apache and, and all those rodeos, and uh, the one in Maryland <laughs> that's just super convenient when you're in Salinas. The, the Adirondack Stampede. <laughs> yeah, but I can't even imagine like how awesome it would be to know that I made it. The, I made the NFR. The year's over. Screw you guys. I'm going home. You know. Yeah, this was this is my fourth time, and this was by far the most excited I'd ever been. You know, I and honestly, the last month I didn't quit, but I'd kind of already looked to like 2022 i'm like i'm not gonna make it uh i didn't enter pendleton or albuquerque truthfully because i was ineligible it was a rough year wow yeah so i well and i just the, went around the house and slipped in there and all the tour rodeos you know everybody was trying to hit their tour count because yeah. there's so many tour rodeos that that canceled that sucked that, yeah you it come was to sydney no, I had to go to Lovington, and I did terrible. At least I'd had fun at Sydney. Yeah, that's yeah. right. At least you know where the Legion did Club is. Did you hear is. that? Everybody has fun in Sydney, Iowa. <laughs> okay. Sydney, Iowa is a great rodeo. It straight up is. I love Sydney. Thank but, you. Uh, Remember that. Yeah. First weekend in August. Not a big deal. You better enter now. If you don't enter, <laughs> we will make so much fun of you on Rump Chat, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. Rump will that's pay fair. your I'll I think be I there. I think I told like, told like 10 or 15 guys I'd pay their fees they entered. You paid their fees? Nope. No. I completely went rump. Up to $1 of their fees. You I know went what? all rump style. I'm going to put this out there. We have witnesses here in, in, in the uh, Cowboy Christmas and watching online, and we also downloaded this to iTunes. I'm going to say this right now. If Riley Duvall comes to Sydney, Iowa, Hambone and I, out of our joint checking account with Rump <laughs> Chat, will pay his entry fees. Round of applause for me and Hambone, everybody. Aren't we good people? And if we don't, hold on, we better, we better ask the, the manager if this is okay. I'll bet it's okay. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, but, can we write that off as a I think so. An, a sponsorship? Um, he's not even looking. But, in, you know, Riley, when yeah, I. Yeah, he's listening. He's just ignoring. Yeah. When we think about rodeo families, uh, the, the names that go back, I mean, we talked about Roy Duval on here yesterday. Uh, J.J. Hampton looked up to, to Roy. Yeah. Yeah, and J.J. Hampton's awesome. I hate that I had to follow her. She's like the goat. Yeah, she really but, is cool. Yeah, you know, I look up to Roy, too. I mean, I, I talk to him before I come out here, and anytime I see him outside, I try to stop by and talk to him because he can, he can change your whole mindset in five minutes like, like you just want to go buckle. The, the coolest thing that Roy Duvall ever told me, and I asked him years ago at the, uh, the jackpot. We're going to talk about the old school days of the Duvall jackpot, but – uh, I asked Roy, I said, Roy, what is the biggest change in steer wrestling from now until when you were rodeoing? And he said, there's two things that are different. He says, awnings and lawn chairs. If you have time to put out an awning or sit in a lawn chair, you're not rodeoing hard enough. And he meant that. Yeah, you know, that guy, he rodeoed hard as anybody before. I mean, he never flew anywhere or nothing. He drove everywhere, and he went to 100-something rodeos a year, and he would have never changed. He still would be today. He uh, not only was he rodeo hard, as he did, but back in, in the Roy Duval days, there wasn't bloomer trailers. There wasn't, 
There wasn't pickups with air ride. There was or air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. like in the Roy Duval rodeo hard days, you had four big dudes from Dakota in a pickup and a camper and a two horse bumper pole. Yeah, Bill and Roy tell a story. They left Dakota and headed to Phoenix, I think, in a car and an inline, and uh, no air conditioner. And when they got there, it'd been so hot their lips had turned inside out. It's like a, they had the windows down. It's like a blow dryer. Oh. And they didn't care. They said it's like a silver bullet just going down the road. <laughs> was it? Was it like? Uh, you ever seen Junior Bonner the yeah. movie? Was yeah. it like that where? Arizona morning, and it's a beautiful day, and he's just cruising, sleeping by a nice little creek. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> You're sleeping yeah. on the side of the road. Them dudes <laughs> sleep on park benches and stuff. I mean, they got <laughs> stories that are hard to believe, but you know they're true. Yeah, oh, Ro- yeah, Roy said that one of his favorite things to do during the summer was to win a rodeo and then get in his pickup and undo all his buttons <laughs> down the front and undo his belt and put in a dip of snuff and drive down the highway. Yeah. Chancey Larson said he never even listened to the radio. Even when he, even towards the end when he had trucks with the radio, he said Roy was a driving fool. But he said Roy Duval would get in that truck and just drive and not listen to nothing. He uh, he still does. He drives a semi now and hauls cattle, and he don't listen to the radio. He told me all he does is think about bulldogging. Really? Not, yeah, not making that up. He the other day he said, you know, I still want to run one at the American, but I, I don't think I should. Well, how I was old there. is Roy now? He's seventy nine. I was there when he ran his last year at Chicota at the Bulldog and he that was probably 12 13 years ago 07 oh good lord 07 god but you know when he when wow. Roy Duval ran his last year it wasn't like they ran the Indy old pub and you know they kind of served old Roy up I mean he just ran the extra that no one else ran in uh I don't mean to brag, but I still have the uh fastest time at the outdoor at the Duval jackpot 3.2 let's talk about Not the a Duval big deal. jackpot Tell us about it. Yeah, the, the old days of the Duval jackpot. You know, I, I wish I'd have got to experience more of it. I was 14 the last year out there, but the old days from the stories I hear were insane. Uh, drinking, fighting, gambling. <laughs> they bullog till the sun come up multiple times matching, and not just matching for fun, like five ten thousand $10,000 matches. And this is in the 90s, back when that was still a ton of money, but a whole lot of money. Yeah. There, there's stories from the old Duval jackpot, and I don't know if they're true, but because I didn't see some of them. But there's a, uh, a story floating around that at one point there was these two bulldoggers, and I know who they are, but I'm not going to disclose their names. They were arguing who could ever bulldog better. So they were going to match, but neither one of them had the money that they wanted to put up. So another guy put the money up and said, I'll put up $10,000. You guys got to each run 10 steers but you can only have on a pair of boots and your underwear. And those guys matched on 10 steers at 4 o'clock in the morning in their underwear. Well, that's not bad. Is that true? Their name. Yeah, we, that's true, and there's been a couple underwear matches. I've seen, uh, I think it was Blake Mindeman and Bob Rohr had a shoot dogging match in their underwear, and uh, the steer stepped on Bob's underwear and ripped him off, and he went running <laughs> out of the arena naked. Man, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> see, what a, that's a clown joke. Right I see there. what you did there. Yeah. But, oh. but the, the money that changed hands, uh, when I was there, uh, the first year that I went, when they, we were the 19 under, because at Duval's jackpot, it's not just, well, I mean, it's the 40 and over, the 19 and under, the, uh, what, the two for 200, the four for 500. That's a three-day deal, yeah. The big bull logging on Friday, the 40 and over, 19 and under in the Battle Royal is Saturday, 
and then just an open shootout on Sunday. So yeah, but so is it still you're still doing it? Yeah, we had a huge one this year in May, and we'll have it again the third, should, third weekend in May. You guys should be on the Cowboy Channel. Yeah, you guys should come set up. You can get I Roy would, and Bill to I tell would, some stories on Rump. That would be a good idea because I love rodeo. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I don't know like if there's anything better than a steer wrestling jackpot because it at the jackpot everybody's involved. You're sitting in the arena. There's no stands outside. At all these bulldog and jackpots, everybody sit. They run bleachers in the arena. So, like, literally, you're almost hazing in a way because all the bleachers in the arena, everybody's playing over and under. Everybody's having fun. Like, and you can bulldog in a ball cap and a T-shirt. There's no dress code, which I don't know why, but I always thought that was pretty fun. Uh, but bulldog and jackpots are a blast. And if you remember back when A. Duddles had the world's richest bulldog and yeah. jackpot, um, there's uh, the Tallahena jackpot, which is huge. Uh, Sherry, uh, Sherry Cross and Kingfisher, yeah. they're building up their jackpot. Like, have you ever really known the joys of a steer wrestling jackpot? Well, they, they used to have one in Sydney. There used to be quite a few guys that would build. I mean, nothing big, but I would I would like to see the the Ropen Fiesta used to, the used to be the Fiesta, and it was steer wrestling and tie down roping. And I would love to have steer wrestling come back. Our arena there is 600 feet long, and so it would be like Cheyenne. Yeah. Big cattle, 525-pound cattle. As long, long as line. we don't got to run them very far. But, yeah, steer wrestling jackpots well, are the best. Well, yeah, 20-foot score. Is that too long? The third round would be real jackpot. fun. For a jackpot, yeah, probably. So You add enough money, though, anybody will come. 10000 yeah, they'll probably be there. Okay. Why we're on... The uh, problem would be the splits, though, would it? You what? know what I mean? Because that's a long arena to bring everybody back. Yeah, at a jack... I mean, it's... Bulldog and jackpots are laid back. Nobody cares. They'll take their time. I guess that's pretty much how it is on Sunday there anyways. I, <laughs> I got a question, though, um, since we are talking about money. All right? So one thing I've done every day in Vegas, every morning when I wake up, I get on in, uh, Facebook and I see what people are what the armchair quarterbacks are talking about. And for once, uh, the one going on this morning actually is pretty interesting. It says, and uh, you probably might be a fan of this too, because you missed a steer, no big deal. Just got to get that inside horn next time. <laughs> but a lot, there's this whole thread going on about the average and how much money there is in the average. And there's been people that said, it'd be cool with the NFR if you took all the money in the average, which is... I don't know how much, but it would make the rounds pay 40000 bucks a round, but there would be no average. So that way, every perf, everybody's going for it. I, like I said, I'm not a contestant, even though I was in the top 50 one year. I was 48th, not a big deal. I barely remember it. But <laughs> outsider looking in, I know the average is great, but I also like the thought of $40,000 rounds with no average. Yeah, I mean, the average is good for, like, there's guys this week that haven't drawn the best but a bulldog grade all week, and they're placing the average, and they'll win 50000 when it's over. But I like the other way, too. You know, if they did, I think they'd have to pay more monies, like maybe eight, pay eight or ten people a night, split it up a little better. But I don't know. It pays so much out here. No matter what they do, you're going to be happy. And you've you won round one. You've, you've won, uh, well, you've run three rounds, right? Uh, split two rounds and one third and a fifth. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we we all feel bad. Poor Cody Devers. Dog got it. Taurus Peck still tried to bulldog. Looked horribly painful. Speak, speaking He's a of, good dude. Speaking of Devers, uh, 
Jewel Hazen's, uh, Hazen all the uh, extras. Yeah. Well, Devers got hurt, and uh, apparently Jewel, our good friend, got a little drunk ski and missed hazing the extras. Did he get fined for that? I don't know. I don't know, probably. Uh, you know, we, we've had you talk about this before. but you're, you're right up with one of our top Bulldoggers, but one of our other favorite Bulldoggers was last year's world champ, Jacob Edler, cousin Eddie, big old stinky Iowa boy, won the world last year, came on Rumpja at the 10th round and literally called his shot. He literally said, I didn't come here to be average. And then he said some other things. And uh, he ended up winning the world. He didn't make it back this year. Doggone it. But talk about rodeoing with Edler. Uh, rodeoing with Edler is, that's a whole episode of Rumpja <laughs> <laughs> itself. But, no, he, he's good, and he's grown up the last few years for sure. Rodeoing went with him when he was young was like uh, maybe rodeoing with a serial killer, I guess. <laughs> Why is that? Explain. You never knew what guy was waking up. It could be Jacob Pedler the bulldogger or Jacob Pedler the psycho, but he's kind of grown out of that and gotten a lot better, but he was a very emotional guy for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a Rump Chat Raw episode because, uh, you know, his superstitions and what he does to change his luck can only oh, be told. We've, we've got some stories. If yeah, you pay $5 to us. And so uh, that's just a tease. We'll, it, we'll, we'll make yeah. it happen at Denver. Okay. Seriously, well, yeah. Denver, because the back of my trailer's empty. We set up the studio. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I've, I've got some Eddie stories that would scare you. Yeah, because we need you to have you back on. Um, didn't your mom sure. have to buy him some clothes, like, back in the day? She wanted to. The first time he came come to the house, he wore the same clothes for, like, four days. And she asked if she needed to go to town and buy him clothes. And he had a whole suitcase full. He just didn't want to do laundry. <laughs> didn't bother. Amen. And, See? And, and if you tell... <laughs> So we always joke off camera that there's this other podcast, and um, and he we were joking off camera, and Rump says, they're, yeah, they're the white cotton panties of the podcast world. Well, he was on that podcast Very after plain. he won the world, and uh, he said, yeah, I'm an official Rump Chat and Dorsey, and nice. they think your podcast is the white cotton panties of the podcast world. I compare it like this. And <laughs> Some of y'all will get this. That kid went, oh, 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 okay. There's there's Bull say. Mountain. This is the Bull Mountain podcast, and the others are all Snow Nook. Thank you. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, and you if know you what Papa Munt said, so. Don't go yeah. changing. That's what Papa yeah. Munt said. <laughs> um, besides, uh, you know, just your, your family, uh, you know, you, you have got to grow up around some cool dudes. Uh, Teddy Johnson, world champ, awesome dude. You got to be around, of course, Oak Berry. Oak Berry is hilarious. And if you, if you guys have never hung out with Oak Berry, do it. Uh, he, I got to be in the parade with Oat in what parade in Burwell, Nebraska. He was the uh, he was the uh, parade, grand marshal, parade captain, grand or, marshal, grand marshal, whatever they call it, <laughs> the parade captain. But it, it, that's what, captain. I call it the parade captain. But anyhow, so in Burwell, you know, if you've ever been there, you probably never been to the parade because you're busy rodeoing. But you pull up there, and then you stand up, and they introduce you. Well, Oat, when I stood up, he slipped around and did the old pants down trick right in the middle of the parade. And I was going to punch him, but I decided not to. So, but the, all the Bulldogs that have come uh, out of Shakota, uh, you know. Spud. Spud. Dusty Duval. You remember Dusty? I don't. Yeah, Tom. I mean, I remember growing up and, you know, there was 10 guys that had been in the NFR in the practice pen. 
yeah. multiple times, you know, and there's four or five world champions. And it was like growing up in a bulldog in school. And that's the same. I mean, that's all I've ever wanted to do. Did You never felt like you, like, man, I'm a Duval and all my, my family's doing it and they're all awesome. And you did, did you ever feel like pressured? No, honestly. I mean, I, I didn't really start rodeo until I was a freshman in high school. I played sports and, you know, and then I picked up a rope one day and I was terrible at it. Yeah, I remember you trying to rope. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, yeah, no really comment. Was. It really was. That's why I went to bulldogging. I almost fell off when I roped, so I figured I'd try to catch a steer out of it. What a deal. Um, yeah, but they, uh, the other thing that I really like about Riley, man, this is an intense sport, and it's easy. You know, the other night when you missed your steer, which we were all just brokenhearted for you, but you never, I never really see Riley get upset. I know, I know it's, I know you do, but like you, you handle yourself so cool. I could never do that. You know, he backs in the box. He wins a lot of money. He's happy. Steer sets up. He misses. It's okay. So your mindset. We talked about that yesterday with JJ. Like the the mental aspect of rodeo is probably the hardest one to conquer. It is, you know, and that goes back. Uh, I was in high school shoot dogging, and I got my shirt ripped off and stomped out of the arena and acted goofy. And Uncle Roy come up, put his big old hand on me, and he said, "Son, we don't act like that in the arena." And since then, I've always tried to just, you know, you can go out back and stomp a cup or something, but I try to just get out of the arena and act normal and not be too excited. And I don't know, yeah, the mental game, that's something that took me a long time to not master. I still haven't mastered it, but I feel like I've gotten better. But you you lose so much more than you win rodeo, and it takes a while to realize that. And once you do, it, it makes it easier. Why didn't you just finish your shirt off the other night, just rip it? You ripped your shirt off. I, I was expecting you just to. You know, if my wife wouldn't have been there, I probably would have. But I figured <laughs> I'd save all this for her. Yeah. <laughs> Rump nose. Yeah, yeah word. Yeah, me too. That's why I don't bulldog anymore. I don't want to get my shirt ripped off. So you have the fastest time at the, at yeah. the Duval jackpot? 3.2 in the open. Yeah, that's a fact. Is it really? He's not rumping yeah, that story. No, he, he can rump See, anytime shake one. So, somebody embellishes a story, it's called rumping a story. Rumping story. Or anytime somebody slams a beer, that's rumping a beer. I don't, I'm not a liar. I'm just full of shit. And that's, uh, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> we have some people from my hometown. They know that. Okay. But, but yeah, uh, when I was bulldogging, though, the, the thing I like about bulldoggers is it's such a tight, new, like, it's a great group of guys. And if you watch the, the rodeo, and you see on the live feed or whatever, when you guys are back there, man, everybody's high-fiving. Everybody's pumping each other up. You know, like, it's, it's just so different than, than other time events. Like, yeah, with, definitely. You, you know? I mean, I don't mean to call the other events out, but a lot of those guys are jerks to each other. You know, yeah. team ropers and calf ropers in general. But bulloggers are like a big fraternity, and that's yeah. why I like bulllogging. I get... You know, I want to beat them for sure, but I get just as excited when they went around because I know how it is, you know, cheer for my friends. Yeah. I mean, it, it has its moments, you know, in case, you know, somebody accuses somebody of cheating, you know. Some, some timbers get flared and stuff and yeah. some, some bitch laps come out. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It yeah, happens. You know, I mean, there was a little bit of fighting that went on this year and <laughs> it got worked out and everybody moved on and everyone's friends again. All right. See? Yeah, and after a few weekends picking up trash, everything will be dropped. And yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fighting, though, I do want your opinion on this. Who would win in a fight? Will Loomis or Clayton Haas? 
Oh, I'd hate to be around for that. I, I don't know. I don't think you could hurt either of them. Huge announcement. We're, uh, well, it's not finalized yet, but the other night was hanging out with them, and we all know how big Will Loomis is. When Will Loomis says he would never step in a ring with Clayton Haas, that's got to show you how tough Clayton Haas is. And, and yeah. but, but I got $5,000 put up, and it's San Angelo, Texas this year. It'll be on the Cowboy Channel. Um, in the wine tent, or maybe behind it, depends on what my boss says. Uh, we're going to get boxing gloves, and they're going to box for $5,000. i have always wanted to do, have you guys seen the, the, the Russians, how they slap, you know, do that slap contest? I want to do that with the Bulldoggers. What? That was a dumb idea. No, it's not. How awesome would that be? But Haas says it doesn't matter if he knows it's coming. If somebody slaps him, it's over. I, I, I mean, so, but, but they're, they're going to box. Yeah, the one that I would hate to get slapped by the most, to be honest, is Tally, because that guy, Hass and Will are strong too, but that Tally's a freak. He is stout. Well, he's having him a week. Yeah, and you expect it from him. He's a great bulldogger. He works at it hard. And, I mean, he, he, yeah, he's strong. He's insane. And he works out nonstop. So, yeah, you wouldn't probably fare out too well in the top 15 slap contest this year. No, I'd be the ring girl or something like that. <laughs> Ladies safer. and gentlemen, welcome to the ring right now with the number five sign from Chicago, Oklahoma, Riley Duval. You could tie your shirt up halfway if you wanted. I'd rather do that than get slapped by one of them guys. No joke. And I've actually been beat up by two people in the NFR this year. Who? And one of the Hazers, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who'd yeah. you get beat up by? Stockton? Oh. Jewel? That's who I was talking about. Maybe just two. It seems like there was a third. <laughs> But you were asleep when Jewel hit you, right? I've been awake when Jewel. Jewel hit me. At, <laughs> no. Jewel hit him. Then he, he was asleep, and then he hit him again. At Tucson, <laughs> the worst I've ever been hit in the face was from Jewel. And uh, why'd you why'd you get hit? Why? why did it was an accident. It's actually an accident. Jewel uh, mentally <laughs> is not like Riley. Like if Jewel steer sets up, Jewel will write that steer a bad letter and. And then he will be mad for a while. So, like, when I was rodeoing with Shane Henderson and Drew Melvin, we had a, a deal with our bulldogging group called the 15-minute rule. After, after you got done, you could be pissed off for 15 minutes. Then you had to be happy again. Jewel has the 15-hour rule where he will stay red hot for 15 hours until he runs another one. But he missed the best steer in the pen. I remember the, the number. It was 101. He missed that steer to win Tucson. And, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, well, no big deal. Jewel, there's always another one. And he's like, don't talk to me. I'm like, so when somebody says don't talk to me, it makes me want to talk to him. <laughs> and, like, I, I, and I wasn't trying to be rude, but I go, Jewel, let's hug. Let's hug. And he wouldn't hug me, and so, which he was pretty mad. And how the hit came was actually from a head stall with a bit. So Jewel, he's unsaddling his horse on this side of the trailer, well, he goes to walk around the back, and the horse kicks him. Like, oh, this, he's this, having him a day. This is within 10 minutes of missing the steer. And so Jewel gets mad, and so he's going to take the head stall and hit the side of the trailer. Well, here comes my fat ass walking around. Do, 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 and he swings and catches. That's the scar right here is from, a, uh, from the, the, the shank of a bit when Jewel <laughs> sla smashed me in the face with it. So that happened, and that's a true story. And I hope Jewel doesn't remember it and then want to do it again. Because he's kind of a, uh, for Bulldoggers, you know, Jewel's mind is kind of all over. In a good I, uh, way. In a good way, Jewel, if you're listening. 
I was hazing for him at Cheyenne once, and he, the old Cheyenne, you know, and he blew the barrier out on the prettiest steer ever, and I was a little bit behind, and he hula flipped and broke a horn and was longer, and I had to go catch a horse and the whole ride back. I was just thinking, oh, I don't want to see Jewel. I just want to <laughs> go up in the stands and disappear. <laughs> yeah, I run, I run Stockton over uh, in college when I was hazing for Stockton, and, uh, and he was upset, and I knew he was upset. Uh, as soon as both my eyes were able to open, uh, a few days later, <laughs> we were friends, and we've not really talked about it. He laughs about it now, uh, but Hambone actually brought it up. We went out with uh, Stockton and Hunter Cure in Pialp a couple years ago, and old old fire starter over here starts trying to bring <laughs> up old stories. And I love Stockton; like he's he's my hero. I mean, in in the in bull, like Randy Corley would say, in our game of rodeo, Stockton he wasn't even trying to rodeo; he just eases around with you know, some of the college kids and ends up making the finals. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's not surprising, though. He's an animal. I mean, he's, I think, 43 years old and still... 42. Every, 42. Every time he nods his head, he could win first. Oh. So why did he beat you up? Because I ran him over. And the last thing he said was, <laughs> don't run me over. <laughs> Which, I, here's what my response was. Uh, I'm kind of a smart ass. So, and you know, you know how it is. When someone tells me not to do something that's obvious, I have a response every time. Like when my dad, when I was in high school, and I'd go to leave and my dad would say, hey, Justin, don't, don't wreck the truck. Oh, don't wreck the truck? Do or don't? Wreck it or don't? Do? Same thing. Hey, be careful. Don't hit a deer. Oh, yeah, because I was totally going to hit a deer. So we're riding in the box, and Stockton goes, don't run me over. I'm like, yeah, oh, don't run you over? Like, hey, going good to run you over. Don't run you over? Okay, thank you for telling me that. And then like two seconds later, it was slow motion. I'm going to give him the old alfalfa Federson bump. And I, instead of a bump, it was a bump and a, and a hump. Like, <laughs> and when Stockton's like arm went over the top and I could look down and I seen his shiny red hair hit the horse in the knee. I remember, it was slow motion. I remember going, no. Have you seen those Snickers commercial when it says, want to get away? That's how I felt. And I rode to the back end and I'm standing there. And this is, a, this is at a jackpot. I'm like, maybe if I just don't turn around, nothing will happen. <laughs> and I looked around, and Stockton was at a lope, and he was not on a horse. And, uh, yeah, but I had it coming. But just be glad I didn't flip out and beat the crap out of him. But It's not going to happen. I respect that story. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you, that's why I, when I steer wrestled, I never tried to haze because I actually felt more pressure hazing for people. Uh, than, than bulldogging myself because, yeah. man, that hazing deal, you can haze a 1,000 steers perfect. You miss one steer, and haters going to hate. Well, what happened yeah. last night, somebody, I can't remember who it was, the, the hazing horse, like, he frees up or what? Yeah, it was Dirk. Uh, I truthfully don't know what happened. You know, there was some miscommunication there, and Dirk wound up breaking the barrier. Gate might have been a tick slow. Haze, I don't really know. I mean, it, everybody was kind of just standing around looking like, what the heck? And I thought, yeah, I was, I thought, I thought it was, was a bad gate. Yeah, I thought it was a bad gate. And, yeah, that's and, what uh, Luke said on but TV, they, but you couldn't tell where we were at. But but uh, but then I – because I could listen to the TV feed, and they, they ran it back, and he nodded his head. Yeah. The, so that's I mean, why I just didn't know if that – We're, we're he, timed event guys. Bad gates, free runs, those don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably on to something more important than that. If anybody here needs tickets for the NFR – Hit up Riley's Facebook no. page because this no. Riley's sold more NFR tickets than the Thomas and Mac. Like on my morning scrolls through Facebook, 
There's always a Riley Duval post. Need two tickets for tonight. Need four tickets for tonight. Have two tickets for sale to tonight. Have three tickets for sale tomorrow night. Speaking of tickets, would anybody uh, here like two tickets for round eight of 2021? If you want them, holler at Riley. He will sell them to you for We not forgot to price. give these away yesterday. <laughs> Are you serious? They're for last night. I could have oh. used those. So you can have them. Who wants them? You don't give them. I'll go to, sir. Don't get up. Yeah. But we do have, because I'm going to give these away today. I'm gonna Good job, Hambone. For the record, that was not me that did that, okay? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give these. I want to give these away today. But uh, they're for tomorrow night. Three plazas for tomorrow night. Section 114, Road J. So Are you sure? Yeah. Have you seen these? Because it's sealed. Well, that's what these say, so... Doesn't matter. Let's, let's finish up with Riley. Yeah. And then we'll, we we got to get our next man on. Yeah, He's the busiest man in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. But I just want to tell you, Riley, like, we're pulling for you. Uh, we we just – it's so good to see that people like you, the old group, not that you're old, but, you know, the, the Duval name still going down the road, still kicking ass, uh, still making still making Chicago, Oklahoma proud. And uh, we're, we're pulling for you two more yep. rounds. Then, uh, then you get, like, two weeks off, and then uh, – here comes Denver. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually entered up next Friday at the WCRA deal in Fort Worth, so we get four days off. Oh, fun. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. Riley, thanks for coming. We yep. sure appreciate yeah, you. We will see you in on. Denver, buddy. NFR Bulldogger. Riley Duval. Oh, let's just keep this song on. I love SDP. This next man, um, I don't know. I just think it's really cool that he's my friend. And... Um, our friend he is my generation has grown up listening to my tv when you hear his voice you know it's professional rodeo and uh we are just so blessed that uh he decides to to come and hang out with our two dumb asses and so let's get him up here ladies and gentlemen from the cowboy channel this is jeff metters Put Kyle Lockett in that fight you guys got going. Oh, yeah. I'll back Kyle Lockett. I'll be his money man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get in on this. What, we got to start the betting lines. Let me talk to some guys here in town. Um, Jeff, you're probably, the like I said, I'm not lying. You're probably the busiest guy here in town. I mean, the Cowboy Channel, I'm surprised they're not filming the uh, bucking machine contest here at noon. Um, Don't get Patrick ideas. <laughs> Don't throw any ideas out there that he could hear. You could write him at Patrick at RFDTV.com. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Um, how's it been going? How, I mean, how is it meshing? It's looking good. You know, I know there's always some bugs to work out. And uh, if you don't know what they are, just go on social media and everybody will tell you about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seems to be going great. The team's great. The gals are doing good. I mean, everybody's really come into their own i think you know janie's awesome of course amy's been amy's been great forever and and uh yeah it's awesome katie and everybody's awesome They're, i think we've had we've had a good uh we've had a good run we don't want to mess it up here at the end a little louder <laughs> yeah um it's on tv mics. it was you know of course my team was involved when when it was uh cbs sports network yep and so we were cowboy channel last year in texas and it was like a the rookie deal for them but for the the bulk of that crew that we brought back up from Cowboy Channel, it was like being an NFR rookie again because it was just completely different, uh, obviously, back in Las Vegas. But, yeah, it's been fun. The, the team keeps getting better, and 
we keep adding, we're still about 30 people shy of what it would take to run it where it would be a little more stress-free and you wouldn't have to work 24-7. But uh, no, I think it's been great. Patrick, I think he flew home last night. He kind of hit a wall because he's like Elvis out here, you know, and sees so many people. And uh, But uh, he's, he's, he's happy and uh, all the feedback down that line has been happy. So yeah, it's, it's been a good, good eight days. Well, it, it, it's insane, everything, you know, and I know we've, we've talked and it was a lot easier for you in Texas because you kind of had you. It was it was just you guys. You know, here you have to deal with PRCA like you did there, but you also have Las Vegas events. You also have you know the production crew. Um, you know, a big center hung for your sky cam makes the shots difficult. That sky cam gets in the in-house shots. It's I mean, it would blow your people's mind to really know the intricacies of what it takes for TV on that level and in-house on the level we do it here. Um, it, I, just, I just wish some people could really understand what it really, really takes because I'm talking to the truck, um, you know, and I'm telling, okay, we're coming out of the break in 20 seconds. Oh, can you slow up or whatever? And they always know it's no, but they got to ask. But, um, but it's been meshing really, really well. I think one run was the only thing. I stocked in run, like round maybe three that we had to go, oh, here's what you missed. Everything else has been spot on yeah we changed how we we did our breaks about three or four rounds in we were trying to get the interview in before we went to break and that was a timing nightmare and uh you've done a great job red hatting for us so nice to be in between a rock and a hard place down that line <laughs> it so is that's always fun but we switched it up where we would just get the victory lap go to break come back put the interview in right there and that that helped us out timing wise a lot so that's that made my life easier because i was getting less blowback from different areas well and it's cool that you have luke and the bulldogging of course joe and the team are opening the tie down and then donnie comes on and in uh in the bull riding and then of course butch nfr average winner in the bronx and the barebacks um i think i think that's great spreading it around you know it's mm-hmm. it's just not the three of you and or you know or two of you and donnie you know or i guess there's been four in the past but and then luke's a great insight from probably the greatest steer wrestler of all time pretty safe to say yep um yeah i mean Okay, you know what? You're right. One of. One of the One greatest. of the many great You have to add that in. One of. Sorry. No, um, okay. I forgive you. I don't know where I was going with this, Jeff. <laughs> Butch and I have never had uh, underwear announcing contests, I can tell you that. Getting <laughs> back God. to your jackpot. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I just want to get that out there. So. Maybe that's something you can add to the Cowboy Channel. <laughs> you should do that on your very last telecast before you quit. Because I've got All some right. sing-along songs I'm going to play at the very last rodeo I do. <laughs> I would, Two live crew. If Butch Knowles and I knew this was going to be our last broadcast, that might be something. It, it might be pretty dangerous. If you ever quit rodeo, I'm going to quit watching because, <laughs> I mean, right, folks? I mean, you hear Jeff Metter's voice, and you no. just know it's pro Thanks. rodeo. No. I mean, for how long? 30 years? Yeah, I, I, 91 was my first NFR. Yeah, so. And that was, but you were also doing, uh, don't tell me if I'm wrong, but weren't you commentating horse racing that year? No, I, I kind of. I, I did America's Horse. I did uh, a bunch of AQHA stuff. I hit a stretch there for about six or seven years where I did thoroughbred racing on ESPN, too. So, yeah. I so remember seeing that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, he's not going to rodeo anymore. So it was – and I enjoyed that, but rodeo is obviously where my heart is. So I, there's, there's no place else I wanted to be. From 91 until now. Did you, ever, did you ever think in 1991 that in 2021 we would be where we're at in rodeo and you would be – with the Cowboy Channel, I mean, what a what a crazy ride! 
I, no, I, I never even imagined it. And I, I went through so many different networks from ESPN where when we started in, on ESPN, it wasn't what it is today. You know, they had Australian rules football and it was funky. They still didn't give us the respect that we deserved. Uh, then we moved it to Great American Country, which I thought was really good because it's a, what makes Vegas so fun out here was a collision of country music and, and the best in pro rodeo. They were just really slow getting to HD the way they, they had promised that they would be. Then we went to CBS Sports Network, and then Patrick made the deal with the PRCA to move it all to the Cowboy Channel and RFD. And I, I, was, I was leery of that decision. Uh, I really was kind of like, I'm not sure that this is the best of ideas. And I'm embarrassed to admit that I was slow to see his vision. You know, and now we really have the ESPN of the cowboy world where it's, it's all cowboy and, and Western lifestyle 24-7. And we got to figure some things out. I got, yes, I gotta, we do. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just glad you'll still sit right here and talk to me. I, I but, love you. I, I just hate all the other people. <laughs> <laughs> because because what, what, what Patrick has done is we take the in-house feed. And you have guys like Wayne Brooks or Justin Rumford who are showing up and doing their job like they were hired to do to a crowd that changes out every night in that hometown rodeo. And we're taking him and putting him on primetime television six nights in a row. And it's really not fair to him. And I've got to find a way that, that lets him be what he is and entertain people the way he does because he's the best in the business. But we're not wearing him out with a nationwide television audience because it's not fair to you. You know, the funniest thing, though, I've actually got a lot better about it. And uh, the, pull that back. the Cowboy Channel uh, is doing a very good job of deleting bad comments. But what I've done is, uh, and this is not even a joke, most of my haters are ladies age 70 to 85 <laughs> years old. And that's that is not true. a joke. That is it's true. 60% of our audience right so, now. <laughs> I send, what I've started doing is sending funny messages. Like uh, on the Cowboy Channel deal that released the contract personnel, it was, hey, the bullfighters and the barrel man are uh, Dusty Tugnus, uh, Nathan Harp, Cody Webster, and the barrel man is John Harrison. Nothing to do with me, right? Here come the comments. Thank God it's not Justin Rumford. He's fat and sweaty. Yes, I agree with that. Another lady, thank God it's not Justin Rumford. He's the absolute worst. So what I did was I commented back and I said, you're only saying that because we used to make out behind the bleachers at your local rodeo. And she deleted her comment. And the, the lady that wrote the, about the one at uh, Weatherford, Texas, all the steers were laying down. Well, you, you know, you can't keep, you don't want to film a steer laying down. There's no action to that. So they kept coming to me and uh, this thread got going. I wish I could have seen the team roping, but the fat clown was in the way the whole time. And uh, I sent back, if you write one more comment, I'm going to start sending pictures of myself naked to you. And she deleted it within two seconds. Well, so wasn't one you said, like, um, I'm sorry, I broke your heart. I really, it was me, not you, or something I, like you dated her? Oh, I made, I, the one lady, the rudest lady on there, uh, she wrote a huge paragraph of why I suck. Okay. And I put, I, what was her name? Wasn't it like, I don't know. It was an old school name. Birdie. Oh, no, it was Margaret. It was Margaret, and I said, Margaret, look, over the years, we've both made mistakes. The people that we are now is not who we plan to be, but things happen in life. We've been through so much together. When you left me was the worst day of my life. When you came back, I thought we were going to be together forever, even in heaven. But the day that me and your mom made out at the Walmart, I knew that things would never be the same. When you took me to the Kid Rock concert and bought me a T-shirt, 
I, I thought this could be, and I just go on. I spent roughly 25, maybe 30 minutes typing this, okay? I put this, this comment on that long, and she deleted it within like two seconds, okay? And then she private messaged me, please don't tell people we've made out. Look, Margaret, I've I'm got, not going to. I've got an, uh, a Facebook arguments with people for uh, entertainment. Puyallup, I'm like by myself, you know, and sitting in the room having a bourbon. And, you know, you get a message like, oh, that sounds like we're at a techno club. Okay. You just caught me on a good night because I ain't got shit to do. So it's entertaining. Yeah, by I, the end of it, we were supposed to get together out here. It's funny she never called. Yeah. But, I mean, I've got better about it. Like, I understand. Let's have a conversation. I understand that with the TV, with Cowboy Channel, it, it has changed a lot of things in, in, in good. In because, good. I mean, how many times have, have you ever got to watch? Uh, a lot of our athletes maybe don't have the notoriety <laughs> that, that they should because uh, Joe Average doesn't get to watch Jay Corkill every weekend, you know. But now, you know, uh, every rodeo pretty much is – on so you can actually get more of a fan base. Mm -hmm. But with that being on every performance, I feel like that we're not getting the feel of the rodeo transferred to the TV. You know, Spanish Fork, Utah, one of my favorite rodeos. 12, probably 12,000 people there? Uh, eight. 8,000. Doesn't matter. It's packed. Sold out. Sold 60 out. 60-some in a row. So loud. It is so loud there. But uh, there's, no, there's no feed to the people in the stands. So no matter how loud people are, you can't hear it on the TV. We got to start, you know, we got to start uh, putting some shotgun mics or something like that because that helps out a bunch when you can hear the audience. Well, but here I think that helps. Here out was the, the kicker. So much. The announcer, uh, the night that JB and Sage split the Extreme Bulls, the announcer has got to go, ladies and gentlemen, he did it. He, you know, because the announcer had to go up here. Because it was so ungodly loud from the 8,000 people screaming. But all you hear is the announcer screaming. And then here, here comes all the negative feedback. By God, I wish the announcer would shut up. Well, I'm like, man, it, you just can't get the feeling. Uh, and that's the, that's, I tell everybody, I want the Cowboy Channel to do good. I love it. I just wish it could, um, you, you know, know, personally well, have some things better. What do, you, but, what do you think, Jeff? Do you think, you know, do we do less rodeos? And do less rodeos right? You know, I mean. Well, that's, that's kind of a, I think it's to the point where we don't, I don't want to say we want to do less because Patrick's never going to want to do less. Um, I'll give you a little perspective. In 2018 to 2019, we did eight rodeos and 18 on CBS Sports Network. And we did seven on, on CBS Sports Network in 2019. We did 15 total rodeos. And the total viewership for 18 and 19, excluding the NFR, on those 15 rodeos was less than 2 million viewers. The Cowboy Channel on rodeos alone in 2020 had 155 million viewers. And I tell all those rodeo cowboys, the That's patches right. that you have on you, with the deal you made, it's, that, that deal's no good anymore. The exposure that we're getting for you is so much greater than, than you've ever had before. And that's what I want to write back to people that complain about, we hear the clown too much, or this, you know what? Go look back what you had in, in 18 and 19. You know, we're bringing you rodeo and we're changing it. And I love how the, con, the contestants say, we can't, we can't call home anymore and go, this is what we did. And maybe not be honest because they've seen it. You know, mm -hmm. the, family, the family's seen it. So down that line, we're, we're, 
we're creating fans. People are, are being able to watch Stetson Wright from January 1 all the way through round 10 of the NFR. But, um, you know, we just got to find the right mix. I agree. And, and the quality's got to get better. And people will hit me up on stuff, and I'll say, judge me on what you saw at the American. Judge me on what you see at the National Finals Rodeo. Correct. That's my crew showing up and doing a rodeo. You know, and not to knock the, the smaller ones, but we got to find it. We're working on it with you guys. We, we're yep. building production trucks. We're going to get where we do more rodeos and create a, a better on-air product down that line. Well, that's the thing, like getting the rodeo from the big screen to the TV. Uh, a lot of other thing I read is, is the TV quality is bad. So the first thing they do is they call real screen video, say, hey, what's wrong with your boards? Why, why is the, the picture blurry? Why is the picture bad? But at the rodeo, these are high-def boards. They're absolutely crystal clear and perfect, but by the time it goes wherever in the hell it goes, well, into the cloud or wherever, and then to the studio, <laughs> the, the picture quality can't... Uh, Rump, you're, you're, you're a little off. Um, it's, it's the cameras. You are. You are. It could because this is the problem. There's some rodeos that have high school kids running cameras, and you're just getting... That's what the people are seeing at the rodeo, and now it just happens to be in front of millions and millions of people because you're just getting the in-house feed so um camera equipment that's why you know jeff and i've been working since the end of last year's rodeo for san angelo which we're really honored that to be a part of the the texas tour or texas swing what are we calling it the texas they change it every day <laughs> all all of that is correct so <laughs> fort Worth, san antonio yep. houston austin and then san angelo will book in that tour and you know we're going to use all his crew shooters cameras and stuff like that and it's more of expense but but for that reason you know if you want your rodeo to look that way committees are also going to have to you know start spending more money to get better cameras better shooters a lot of these companies rick's got good cameras but and rick brings camera guys that's a bad you know but other companies don't they, they rely on local labor you know and it's like oh steve's kid's gonna run a camera he did it at a wedding that one time. Remember, remember Connie? You know. Oh yeah, I remember uh, Connie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but that that's part of that. But but uh, rodeo has never had this exposure by far. I mean, just at the NFR this year, and you guys, you know, last year was awesome, and then this year it just seems even more tailgate show, yeah. after show, buckle ceremony. Now that's in people's houses. Yeah, you the know, buckle ceremony has been really good to watch. I've really enjoyed that. That's that's something that, that I think is really cool because, like, I talked to my friend at home in Minnesota, and he didn't come out here, but he's like, man, he's like, I feel like I'm there because I can watch NFR stuff from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. So that's what I love. And I haven't got to – I only watch the live feed at the Orleans, home of Justin Rumford's Rodeo Party tonight starting at 5 o'clock at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. And uh, thank you, yeah. So I haven't got to – but Jacob Edler's dad is featured in a commercial, isn't he? Because there's a lot, everybody's talking about how they feel like they could be friends with Jacob Edler's dad after watching <laughs> the, the commercial. Uh, the other favorite NFR commercial is when Patrick pops up from behind a desk on the Cowboy Channel and encourages people to keep watching the Cowboy Channel while they're watching the Cowboy Channel. Like, there's a couple <laughs> commercials like that, but I haven't hey, got to see him. That's an idea. Why can't we have him pop up behind his desk before each rodeo and say... Hey, be mindful that we're just getting a sneak peek into the live feed of the rodeo. This is not our cameras. It's not our crew. This is we're literally getting the feed from the in-house. Please be respectful 
it's all personnel and whatever have you, you know, and give a quick little, you know. The first half of the year, it's not that big of a deal. Well, yeah. You know, because you roll yeah. from Fort Worth, you know, Denver, Fort Worth, uh, obviously San Antonio and Houston, they do they do it for Fantastic. real there. Yeah, and then, then we'll wind up doing San Angelo with you, and, and I, I think Rodeo Austin should be good. You know, so you're going to get about four, mm. you know, four months there, five months there, I think, where you won't have much of a quality issue. But, man, after that, it, uh, it drops off. Yeah. And you get used to that. And, and literally last year, was I thought it was funny. Patrick didn't think it was funny. But we did the National Finals Rodeo, and the first rodeo we did was Odessa, Texas. <laughs> and and it, was, uh, it was pulling teeth just to get it all put together. And the quality went from here to here. And everybody thought it was just us. It was just yep. like, yep. how did you do the NFR so good? And then you show up, and that's what you do in Odessa, Texas. But Uneducated people. That's it why wasn't us. Because a lot of times uh, on these live feeds, the Cowboy Channel bus is this big, and it's in a yellow box. <laughs> like That is what the, the live feed is. Yep. And uh, so some people will actually email Patrick at RFDTV. Because he asked them to. And then so, like, <laughs> I actually Who does so, that. Somebody was bad about something this summer, and uh, oh, it was uh, uh, Rapid City, because Andy Stewart, a good friend of ours, said, "You know what? I like." He said, "I'm missing old Donald Trump. I could use some mean tweets and cheap gas." That's all he said, and the the lady thought it was me, so she sends Patrick a letter, wanting me to be fired, <laughs> and she sends me a message. I emailed Patrick. Well, maybe I don't work for him, you know? Like, I work for the rodeo committees, but the, uh, that's one thing, you, like you said, I am very thankful for Cowboy Channel because it, it is helping everybody. But you told me, I think it was last summer, just stay hooked. You know, we have to go step by step to step, you know? We can't go, hey, we're going to have the Cowboy Channel, and then all of a sudden it's ESPN. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the work that you guys, and I'm very appreciative. That's why I haven't beat the shit out of you yet. Um, <laughs> But we'll see after Denver, San Antonio, Austin, yeah. San, San Angelo. Angelo. Yeah. If you don't like Rumford now, people, just don't. You're going to about see him for about 80 perfs this just winter. Hit record and <laughs> then fast forward and you mute. know why? Because he's good. Thank exactly you. right. He's got exactly 10 right. gold buckles. Thank yep. you. Four of them are mine. And if I, uh, if I hadn't ate so much at TGI Fridays last night, I'd lean back and show you the buckle I have on. <laughs> there ain't no getting in there. No. But so uh, let's let's get let's get off drama. Yeah, let's fun. I want to talk about the races coming going on. Wow, bareback riding. So Top Gun Award, they're getting a voucher now for twenty thousand dollars. It's the it's the goes to the person who's won the most money in a single event at the NFR, and it's going to be one of two bareback riders. How about that? Bareback riders are winning. Casey Field is like one fifty something, and Jesse Pope's one thirty something. They're both one and two in the average. Jess Pope, Waverly, Kansas. What? The Pope, as Roger says. Yep. I, I, what do you think there? I mean, it's it, it, Casey's got five. Hard to beat him in the building. It's like Cody Ole. It's, it's hard to beat him. Last night was pretty interesting, too. and It, it helped Casey a big – got the wind down that line and, and actually put the pressure back on Jess Pope because Jess has been able to go first, you know. So, I it's been fun to watch. I mean, I, you love Casey's chasing history. Trying to get number six, and I thought maybe with the detour he took from rodeo, would I thought he'd always be the greatest bareback rider of all time. But after he took a detour, didn't come to the NFR for two or three years, then maybe he had missed that window. And so he's on the brink of number six. 
Jess Pope wins the average last year at the NFR, shows up in round one here like it was round 11. I yep. mean, he has not missed a beat, not going away. And uh, it's 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 one of those, it, really every event is, is going to be spectacular and a photo finish. Yeah, every event is. I mean, uh, Stetson's got the, the all-round locked up, but, you know, he's won like a 95,000 in the bronc riding and 105,000 or something like that in the, in the bull riding or 190. I don't know. It's a crap load but um but he i ty murray sits up to my right and this says a lot ty murray's seen a lot of rodeo he's done it done it very well after stetson rides his bull i watched him you know i'd kind of look back at a good ride to see kind of his, his and he just kind of sitting there like this he stands up and claps for stetson one he's right two event cowboy the other night when he rode it the re-ride yep. after the rodeo ty literally ran down to go talk to him I'm like, that's, that's something when Ty Murray's going to come run down and shake your hand and tell you, that's a cowboy. I'm actually leaving here. i got to do a 2.30 with Stetson just to sit down and interview with him. And I'm, oh, you better I'm excited to talk to him. Now it's all good. But uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the ground money. Yeah, I'm not so, on the bull riding side of things. And, and, so and i, I got to keep Donnie Gay a little bit at bay down that line because Donnie's not happy about it either. And I, I don't really, you know, it's almost like a, an anti-sage rule, you know I mean, for the most part. Uh, just a way of evening the playing field down that line. But I'm not a fan of the ground money. Um, yeah. You know, it's, that's, a, that's a tricky part of it, I think, for the most part. Yeah, I heard Donnie say the other night, he, he says he, that's moving the goalposts, and yeah. that makes sense. So explain to everybody out there and here what, what the bull riders changed this year with well, the ground money. Well, and it was that way last year, too. So oh, was it? Okay. Well, they pay 88000 a night or something down that line. Well, they're going to pay that regardless. If one guy rides, he gets all the money. And in the past – you only get the 20, 27000 that pays for first to count the world standings. Now, if you're the only guy that rides, you get 88000 and it all counts. And so uh, you, you look at uh, Sage wow. Kimsey, who's came in here and had a you know, 100,000-plus lead. You got a couple of nights where Stetson benefited from, you know, obviously earning it, being one of the two or three that rode bulls. But, you know, you're picking up clips on Sage at 40000 you know, a night, and that's – Suddenly, all of a sudden, it went from 100-plus thousand to a lead to $20,000 lead, and, and Sage is behind in the average. Each of the last two nights, if that would have been the end of it, Sage would have lost and Stetson would have won the world title, you know, when you factor the average money in there. So two bulls still remain, but I, they, I sure hope they revisit that because counting all that, I'm all about them getting paid. That's great, you know. You yeah. got two guys that ride. They're going to pay them regardless, but to let it count toward the world championship is tricky. And obviously, it counts toward the all-around. It just counts in the bull riding. So the money that Setson's won over there on the bull riding, the bonus money, those dollars don't count in the all-around. Not like that's a factor anyway. But and then that's the only event that's like that, right? Just the bull riding. Just bull riding. But you're not, you know, you're going to get six guys with qualified rides and bareback riding and saddle bronc riding and everything down that line too. So yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that's very fair either. You know that that kind of it's almost a throwback to where uh, back in the day that one year they did it where. Whoever won the NFR won the world. 1976. Yeah. There's several of those years, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah that's uh, when the year Chris Ledoux won the world. That's how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, so, keep, they keep floating, and I will not say who it is, uh, the idea of coming down to making round 10 more like a shootout round. Yes. With a I, whole lot of money piled I've up in there. I've been in conversations. And I'm that. 110% against that, too. That, to me, is turning your back on tradition. That's like saying, hey, when you get to game seven of the World Series, we're going to play slow-pitch softball because we want to we want to see a lot of runs scored. But. Yeah, what is it? They've, they've talked about uh, taking just the top ten to the tenth round and then 
taking the top four, just like we do at the Sin Shootout in San Angelo, April 16th, 730. Um, <laughs> they take the top ten, top four will come back and do a shootout round, and the winner of that gets like quarter million dollars or something Yeah, you've, like you've reduced winning the world championship to one head or two head, you know, down that line. It's, and it's a little bit more of a drawing contest at that. You know, instead of what you the whole everything you did all year to get to that point. So, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not a fan of that concept. Well, I tell you what, everybody who watches the Cowboy Channel better be appreciative and write Jeff Metters a thank you note because <laughs> this guy, and I'm not no. saying this to, to blow smoke up his ass, he's holding everything together. He's one of a good team that's holding this whole ship together and, and making rodeo available to everybody out there. So, as a rodeo fan, a heartfelt thank you. And we're just so glad Thanks. that you're our friend. Oh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege and uh, so much fun. And can you please keep on making fun of my brother? My brother pushes all the time to vet cattle. He's the guy in the overalls with the bald spot right here. Thanks, Dad. I got one, too. Um, I'd like to put a rope chat sticker on the bald spot. I, I tell, <laughs> we need a skull cap or something. I feel bad for him. He's six foot four. He's 285. I'm not messing with Andy. And those bulldogging cattle are big, and it's not a lot of room in there. No, Andy no. gets in there. But it's, it is so important, that start. And I love how you guys last year did that spot on him because a lot of people didn't know what it was. Because you guys were referencing. Joe's yeah. always referencing. And, uh, and I really hope you get the meme that Justin made uh, of it on the TV. <laughs> I keep telling Pete Carr when I've had enough of the Cowboy Channel, I'm going to drive his bus and push cattle at Pete Carr Rodeos. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Pete can't afford you now. No, may not be able Pete, to. Pete made some moves. He did. Yeah. How much did he buy? Did he, you hear? He I've bought, heard a million dollars. He bought, he bought ten horses from High Low Rodeo, is the way I understand. For a hundred thousand a piece. I, I think eleven. Eleven. He ten that he bought all ten that are here, and then one that's back on the ranch. Play ball. Yep. Hey, you want you want you want to uh, play ball? Apparently, apparently play ball. we we didn't ask for enough money. <laughs> and those high lows, those high low horses look good last night too. Yep. They were out. Yep, they've got tough. They got some good ones, but um, I think one of them was it one of them that threw Spencer right up there in the. Row one. No, no, that was. No, that was. Oh, no, that, was okay. that was the five seventy. That was Killer B, wasn't it? That was Killer B. That's Killer B. Five seventy. I told Butch, you might mark him nine nine out of a hundred. He'd done that's, something. I told see him. that horse, that I lusty told, lady see, was the mom. <laughs> he says he thinks he's going to judge Austin. I bet he ain't now. <laughs> they can't oh. ride that. Horse. They don't. They don't want to tame him. He can't ride him. These guys can't ride. See, and you got him. <laughs> Two of those horses, seeing it took him to you, talk to Jeff, seeing they bucked him, seeing through a guy, and all them right, seeing Cody, he was there that year, and he told me about him. <laughs> Hashtag Benny Butler. You got to know and Benny. I was, I was glad Virgil bucked well last night, too. Yeah, yes. you know, Virgil came for the Cody Night Rodeo. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, Dale Kling. Kling's uh, bucking horse and bull sale, Wilson, North Dakota, 2007. Nice. Justin Rumford, purchaser with Morty Tate's checkbook. But... But yeah, we're we're very thankful that we came on yep. today and taking time. We know you're super busy, but we just appreciate it yep. so much. And everybody, keep watching the Cowboy love, Channel. Love you guys. Thanks for thinking it's of me. Get better. And, and, and uh, we we don't mind you talking about us on uh, TV. So, so maybe today I was at Rub Chat, America's favorite so podcast. I said this yesterday. I think that'll make it. Uh, last year he said, uh, "Yeah, we were on Rub Chat. Uh, those guys are really talented. They ask you a question." And they're so good that they can answer it, too. <laughs> I always say you're not a guest on Rum Chat. You're a victim. Maybe you can put that on the Cowboy Channel. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe so, not. <laughs> Jeff Metters, everybody. Thank you, guys. Big round of applause. Thank you, Thank you buddy. See you, bud. We got a little, uh, before we get to these three plaza tickets that are not in row J, 110, row G, seats 
15, which is on an aisle, 14 and 13. We're going to give those up here in a minute. Should, no, hold on. I know how we should do it. Well, hold on. We're not going to do it right now oh. because we're going to get our next guy on. You're going to need to switch to oh. that mic. Let's bring him up. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a good buddy of ours. He's an old bronc rider. Um, he's just badass. Got some cool. He's going to sing us a couple songs. Let's give it up for Ross Cooper. We're going to get plugged in, so well, maybe we could. How are we going to get these ones? Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to give these to a real Rump Chat fan. Does anybody here actually listen to this podcast that's here? Holy Hi. shit. I didn't even see you here. BJ. 2006 World Champion Bill Ryder, BJ Schumacher. BJ, what are you doing here? Just living the... Thanks for Golly. saying hi. Okay, so here's how we're going to do it. a lot of time with that guy. This, we're going to ask times. a Rump Chat <laughs> trivia question. The first one to raise their hand that can answer the question correct will win the tickets. Okay? In the Bobby Kerr episode, what did he get stuck on the train track? A tractor. That is correct. You are a Rump Chat fan. All right, you get one. You get one. <laughs> Just kidding. Congratulations, bud. <laughs> wow. That, that was, was an easy question. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> wow. That was, But that was two, three years ago. This is... Yeah, he did get a truck stuck. Here, you get the tickets from last night. Give those to him. <laughs> Give those to him. There you go. Put that in the scrapbook. Yeah, we had a great time. Do you want to pull a whiskey? Pendleton whiskey? Yeah. Come on, come up here and take you a pull. Yeah. Don't There's, worry, that bottle's COVID-free. Yeah, we, we're not sure who's There's taking a, the other drinks, but yeah. go ahead. There's only been 30 people drink out of it. Don't get it in your beard. Is that not smooth and wonderful? Yeah. Absolutely. Pendleton Absolutely. whiskey, America's fastest growing whiskey, which reminds you to sip responsibly. See you guys. Bye, Austin. All right. Thanks for coming. Is that thing going to stand up, Ross? No, sir. Oh, fix that for him. Hold on. Rump. So, Ross, I'm... Ross and all Bronc Riders. Bonner. You remember Bonner Cooper, Rump? Is that going to work? Is it going <laughs> to... Here. You got it? All right. You're unmuted. So, yeah. So, where are you playing at this week, bud? Man, I've been at uh, Mandalay Bay for uh, the Kimes Nashville Unplugged. Um, series a couple days ago. I was at uh, Resorts World for the Hui Jam. Um, I've been over there for the BFO event as well. I'm here, and then I'm back at the BFO thing um, playing um, before the event tomorrow as well. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we love you having you coming I just on. hold this until, you well, know, that way, you, that way you're set. Talk amongst yourselves. Right? <laughs> Sorry about that. We're on a budget. <laughs> There's Tate Rhodes. Look at your terrible-looking hair. Take your hat off. Yeah, let's fix that. You said something really mean to me. You thought I was the fat T-shirt guy at the rodeo. There's no way I could get that many T-shirts on. Joke's on you. Also, don't forget, we got some T-shirts over in the corner that are free with your $20 purchase. So, sold by my assistant. Well, I don't know what they cost. They're 30 bucks. It's not about money. They're actually 50, but they're discounted to 30 today. It's about the children. It's about Gus and Livy and Lola and Bandy. You can't say that word on Rump Chat. Where'd BJ go? Did he leave once we pointed him out? Huh. I don't know if you guys remember BJ from a few years ago. He Roman rode the Bramer Bulls. Y'all remember that, that, that act? Stood on top of the two bulls. And uh, this is a Rockstar sound equipment right here. Josh Hilton currently having trouble. You're about to spill my whisk, my water. 
<laughs> that we have right here. It's this little bitty table. It's this table does. You know, I actually could probably jump my motorcycle off this table if you've, if you see me. I can. Tate, you've seen it. Tate Rhodes, Montana man. Just hold. Yeah, there you go. All right, here we go. So we're on. We're on. Okay. All right. Man, uh, big round of applause for you guys. I'd, I'd clap. Y'all are gonna have to clap for them. It's so funny. So. Uh, I guess when we did the, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stall as long as possible. See how uh, much arm strength you have. So last year in uh, Fort Worth, during uh, right there in front of the Cowtown Coliseum, that was the first time I'd seen the podcast live. And good God, y'all are funny, you know. Thank you. So good job for being funny. So here's a uh, here's a brand new song. Um, I don't want to ruin your afternoon, but it's gonna be a sad one. Um, this is the first song that I've ever cut that I didn't write. And, uh, <laughs> this ain't gonna work. Hold on. There, we're just try this side. Okay. All right. Let's try this. Slide in there. All right, you bet. Okay. So try mine. Yeah, slide over there mine. Go. There you go. There we go. There we go. We're gonna slide over here. This one works. It's, it's amazing that Rumpers would be the one that doesn't work. It's a classic case of musical chairs there. Yeah. Lovely senorita with silver conchos and her waving hair. Then the nurse stops by, she says it's time to take her pills. And he reckons there's a way, but he just can't find the will. Then he closes his eyes and he dreams of cowboy things. He's on a high desert plain And it's red from the rains Outside of Taos, New Mexico Driving a white-faced herd With barely a word His good cows seem to know where to go And on the bedside table Well, he rolls his cigarette He says after any years now, they ain't killed me yet. Then he closes his eyes and he dreams of cowboy things. Now he's dressed up like a dandy and he tells me he's heading to a dance hall tonight. He says, partner, could you help me? Get my boots on, and if you don't mind, turn out that light. Then a rainwater tear starts running down his cheek from the corner of his eye. Like the coolies and river beds, he's known down through the years 
Looks like this one might be running dry Then the little lights in his room They all start flashing red And everybody's scrambling Around his hospital bed Then he closes his eyes And he dreams of cowboy things And he closes his eyes And he dreams of cowboy things Well he whoops and he rides Sitting way up high On sixteen hands of Palomino Mary Yes Oh, that works Oh, that's awesome. Chimney Christmas. Ross, is, Ross used to write, how long did you write Bronx for? I wrote Bronx um, basically from like junior high up until I was like 23. So I went at basically my last year of college. And then um, I went to like, I got by a couple, you know. I went to the circuit finals and then kind of weaseled my way into the, the college finals. And then um, like three months later, I moved to Nashville. I brought just a, you know, Colt saddle fair box because I was uh, getting in the way of Prentice and uh, shoeing horses and a rigging bag and I've touched my saddle maybe three times in nine years and it's a stra- <laughs> it's such a strange life you know in Nashville when I come back home I'll see whose way I can get in but yeah it's a, it's a it's you're, so you're still you're still getting on Bronx then no not in nine years ten years oh I thought you years. said you're still no I brought everything to Nashville I was never qu- planning on quitting riding bareback horses ever but uh, I figured you know as as uh as I wouldn't, y'all know, you know, 90% of it's mental and the rest is in your head type of thing. And yeah. I wasn't riding good when I was uh, that last year. And I had to make that kind of decision of like I graduate school. And I was playing music a lot too. So I needed to figure out what my next move was going to be. And I'd spent a lot of time in Austin and I love it, but I, I wanted to go somewhere different. And at the time, um, Nashville was this kind of happening place for a lot of, um, of kind of underground records, you know, not not um, all pop forty uh, or pop country top forty hits, but some really cool records were coming bro out of Nashville. Country. Bro yeah, country, some, but the, everything that's uh, that's not that the antithesis of that, and um, so I said I would live in Nashville for a year, and if I didn't like it, I could go somewhere else. And I brought my rigging bag and thought that there'd be some punk and rolling somewhere. There's just not, you know. There Franklin has a pro rodeo, but there's there's it, for those guys uh, that love up around there. It's just it's impossible. That's why there's no bareback riders up there. You know. Yeah. You, you'll, it's pretty anemic. You can't survive. So Nashville. I mean, you've been writing songs. Uh, you know. I mean, what's uh, what's your biggest? I mean, have you gotten? It's so hard to get into. Yeah. Have you been writing with anybody or? Yeah. So um, the my kind of week to week is I um, if I'm not on the road playing music, I'll I'll write. I stay in the writer's room, um, and. This year, I've been very, very lucky to get to be a part of some really good rides and um, kind of work those rooms. Um, and uh, I got to ride with Trent Wilman the other day, who's a cowboy from West Texas, and you know had a had a big has a big career and is a fantastic songwriter. Him and Jeremy Spillman. And um, but the, my my cuts in the last couple of years, um, I've been very lucky, especially with my friends back in Texas. Um, I had a song on uh, Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers' Hold My Beer Volume Two um, record called Let Merle Be Merle. Um, and then uh, my friend William Clark Green from Tyler, Texas, we yep. wrote a song called uh, Ringling Road. We wrote a song called Goner, What About Now, Miss You. And then I'll also have the title track of his 
um, new record, which is, uh, I, I don't know if, if I can say the name of it yet because he's sure. only been like, you know, all this. Yeah, I won't say a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah we won't yeah. we'll say a word. So, nope. um, he's already told 13 people. Exactly. No, uh, but it's, it's, been, it's been good, and it's all just kind of a hustle, and it's all just trying to write, you know. So um, that's all right. We're still recording. Cool. Um, I want to, uh, what's it pay better, write them or sing them? Man, you know, I don't know if, if you really want to go so deep in this conversation because it's changed so much. You know, nobody, I think, really realized how the streaming platforms have really revolutionized the music industry, and it's become this uh, standard. You know, I know that everybody probably listens to music on their phone, and there's nothing that's wrong with that. Um, the problem is, I think, um, that we didn't know how big it was going to get, so we kind of undervalued that subscription system, you know? Mm -hmm. If you would have come out with Spotify or Amazon or Apple or whatever and said, it's actually going to be fourteen ninety nine a month instead of eight ninety nine, and then the rest of the kickback paid off the songwriters, that we wouldn't be in such a crazy atmosphere that we're at in, inside of the music industry and the arts industry. The, the movies are taking a big hit as well. Um, it is so important now more than ever, um, I think, to do as much as you can, you know, to be a writer, to be an artist, to tour, and... Um, you know, it was a lot like that in the 70s. It was so cutthroat that everybody, um, that, that's, what, that's what you did. You know, make music, will travel type of thing. And it was like that up until the early 90s as well. And then when uh, the label started really realizing there was so much music and songwriting, then it really kind of changed and started swinging more in that direction. But if you look at like, remember that song Twist and Shout by Mary Chapin Carpenter? Mm -hmm. she's, the, she's the sole writer on that song. And that's back when country music really paid. Um, so there's a way to do it. And I think... Um, that, and, and sorry for my TED talk. You know, they pulled my string on this deal. Sorry. Um, there's a way to do it. And, and I think the, the answer to this question is like, nobody's really got it figured out, but we are in this kind of a paradigm shift of getting it figured out because a lot of people aren't happy with, you know, not taking care of, on the, of the riders. Yeah. So, I mean, the money's in T-shirts, you know. <laughs> money's in T-shirts, folks. Guess Speaking of T-shirts, $30 T-shirts right over here. But uh, yeah. I want you to do a song uh, that... I love, um, can you please sing it for me? Yeah. Wild Horses? Yes. Road yeah. the Wild Horses. Yeah. This is awesome. Let me Ross Cooper, brother Bonner Cooper. Remember Bonner? Yeah, PBR Bull Rider. Nope. No, that's definitely not my brother. That's Bonner Bolton. Bonner Cooper is the Bronc Rider. Oh, it's yeah. He's like really smart. Different Bonner. Hold on, boys. It's got to be your bull. It's got to be your bull. It's got to be your bull. Bonner, Tommer, Some people forgot Bolton. their tuner today. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, 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 is that in G flat? Man, this is, uh, I'm sorry to make y'all suffer through this. This is the most uh, obnoxious thing that I've done all day. This is just part of what we do in music. This is what me and him this do. Is, this is very rump check-esque. You know, talk amongst yourselves. For I, I've never even like tuned a guitar, so you're way ahead well, of me on so this. Well, so what had happened was. What had happened is. I was playing at Doghouse and Resorts World, you see, and when there's so many things going on, I left my uh, I left the power cable to my tuner and these things. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, me too. Me too, gang. You know what? I would be a terrible musician. You know why? Because I'd be smashing guitars nonstop. Perfect. Molly Crew style. There we go. Is that a tuner on a phone? It is a tuner. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the best finished sun good. Oh yeah, from the party last night. Yeah, you you were trying to you were trying to swindle me out of the vest that I gave you. 
at Ralph's Rodeo Party, which starts at 5 o'clock at the Orleans Hotel and Casino tonight. And again, gang, this is all me, not them. I apologize. <sighs> yep. I anyway, know. let's uh, let's give I away know. a T-shirt. There we go. Yeah, let's give away a couple T-shirts. Let's give away a T-shirt. Uh, another question: Who listens a lot? You can't win. You all get, right. You win or listen? Um. Ooh. True or false? And Band- it can't be about his me. Rump son Bandy is named after Bandy the Rodeo Clown. False. False. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Let the beard guy have okay. a chance. He got a drink of Pendleton, though. Um, okay. Here's another question from Rump Chat. John Payne. In the John Payne episode. Okay. What did he find unusual in his pocket? His finger. You wow. are, that's true. Give him a T-shirt. That dude. Well, you can go over there and get it. You from, guys from are awesome. Yeah, go around. Go around. So, are you good? Yep. All right. So, uh, we're going to close out today's show. Ross Cooper, look him up online. This guy's uber talented. He's, uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's underground songwriting, stuff like that. But just look him up on iTunes, Spotify. Ross Cooper, two O's. <laughs> so, um, we thank you for coming by. He's playing... Uh, the BFO show, um, Resorts World, check them out over there. Um, you got a website? Yeah, yeah, ross-cooper.com and uh, anywhere on social media and all that stuff, it absolutely helps. And thank yep. you guys so much for having me on. It's, uh, it's always great to yeah. see you boys. And, um, so this song uh, that Hambone is talking about, um, I had sent it to him through Facebook because uh, people still use that sometimes. Apparently, I'm me and him are the last two. And... Uh, I was like, hey, man, um, you know, it's been like eight years, but uh, I have this record that's out, and um, we did this music video, and it kind of took off, and we shot it at the Swenson Ranch there in West Texas, and um, and uh, then I got, I started getting all these, uh, like, videos and calls and text messages from, like, like Abilene, different places. It was like, uh, y'all playing the song, so... Um, Thank you. I, I know I, I try to thank you in person when I see you, but it, it really does mean a lot. So I wrote this song about um, kind of the cowboys that I uh, grew up, you know, looking up to. And as y'all know, it's uh, it's kind of important, truly really important to keep those guys, um, you know, keep them heroes because that's what they are. This town, it's changing, but I feel the same. Cause everything's different but me The old stomping grounds are all stomped after all the slow rolling tumbleweeds I guess I look a little broken from my hat to my toes My belt buckle's fading out But it was sure shiny back in 89 when I was the best damn hand around so sliding over, mama, I'ma tell you something, darling. I'm a spit firing son of the road. And I've been raised on the miles, crazy living, living high. I ain't got much to show, but I rode the wild horses. Well, big lights used to shine past the fairground side. There's a lot of cars past the gate. 
And people climbing on the fence to catch a glimpse of a bronc buster fighting for eight. Now I'm a patchwork of scars posted at the bar. Cause the pain ain't up and lift. These beers taste old and the rodeo cool, but they ain't killed me yet. So sliding over, mama, I'ma tell you something, darling. I'm a spit firing son of the road. Well, I've been raised on the miles, crazy living, living high. And I ain't got much to show, but I rode the wild horses. Every morning at the diner, I watch the freight liners burn up the highway through town. And as he reach the edge, I look up from my exit see the lights of the rodeo ground. So sliding over, mama, I'ma tell you something, darling. I'm a spit firing son of the road. Well, I've been raised on the miles, crazy living, living high. And I ain't got much to show. Listen to me, lady, I'm gonna lay it on you, baby. I'm a spit firing son of the road. Well, I've been raised on the miles, crazy living, living high. And I ain't got much to show, but I rode the wild horses. Yeah, rode the wild horses. Ross Cooper, everybody. That's awesome, brother. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, everybody. Um, I will not be here tomorrow. Rump is going to be here. Jesse's going to take over for me. We've got rehearsals all day tomorrow for the rodeo, the 10th round, the national finals. Um, Joe Beaver will be here. Uh, Joe B at 1 o'clock. So come on back, and uh, we'll have some more stuff to give away and everything. So thanks, everybody. We appreciate you all coming. See you.